0: Welcome to Kava and Kettlebells, where we talk about kava, fitness, and life. Let's get fine.
1: What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kava and Kettlebells. This is Charles.
0: Hey, guys. This is Heidi. Thank you so much for tuning back in. If you haven't already, please rate or review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at kava underscore kettlebells. And on today's episode, we talked to the Karma House Kava on Instagram Live. And you can follow them on Instagram at all one word, the Karma House Kava. They are a non-profit kava bar located in Lakewood, Colorado. So we talked to them all about their Kava bar, Colorado, and what that means to be a nonprofit, and you know how much they give back to the community, specifically with homelessness.
1: Yeah, and I thought this was really cool because Again, with Kava bars, they're starting to pop up a lot of different places, but they were very unique in the fact, uh, again, like a, as Heidi uh, hit on, they're a nonprofit and they have a very genuine mission, not only to spread the word of Kava but to help out their community. And I, I think that's just awesome because Kava is all about community; it's about bringing people together. And they truly seem like they actually care about the well-being of their customers and and not just expanding their growth as a kava as company.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully you guys enjoy this talk like we did. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys. Hi guys. Welcome. Hi. Hey, how you doing?
1: <laughs>
0: so we would love for you guys. So thank you for everyone else, you know, tuning in, but we would um, love for you guys to just sort of introduce yourselves. This is Karma House Kava in Colorado. So we'd love for you guys to just introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your kava bar.
2: Uh, I'm Diana, and this is Nick. I'm Nick. Uh, we're missing Molly. Hopefully, she'll be joining us here shortly. Um, but uh, we will be two years old, uh, February nineteenth of this year.
3: Nice.
2: Um, we are a nonprofit. Uh, a little bit about myself. Um, I was a nurse previously, and uh, had an injury before uh, Karma House opened, and that's how I got involved. And, I don't know if I'll ever go back to nursing, to be honest. Right. I mean, that <laughs> a blessing in disguise.
1: Yeah. What, what kind uh, of nurse were you?
2: Yeah, and then uh, Nick, I mean, he's the knight in shining armor that really made all this happen. Yeah. Um, it, it
4: started a, you know, a couple of years ago in Florida, and I started a environmental organization after I got laid off from COVID. Yeah. I was uh, in the automobile industry for seven years. And it was another blessing in disguise. You know, COVID came, I got laid off from my job, and I had this idea, well, if I'm not going to do what I don't want to do, why don't I do something that, you know, touches my heart and is deep to me? And I started off with environmental. uh, And then I got invited to Colorado to start the Karma House. And my stipulation for it is that there was going to be a Kava bar, and I said, well, the only only way I'm going to break off from doing what I'm doing is that if I can do some community service and actually do something that helps the world. Um, that's what started our 501C3 and the Cabo Bar mixed together. Um, it seemed like a very interesting idea and really didn't know what it was going to look like, how it was going to work. And, you know, one thing led after another and we kind of kept the idea of, you know, this bar was going to be run by the community. You know, this isn't going to be a bar where we're just going to stack a whole bunch of money and, you know, like try to run a franchise or anything.
1: Right.
4: we were going to use this to center in community and oneness and kind of spread a better idea of how to live your life through an organization or a business. Um, And, you know, step by step, the community kind of took the reins. And, you know, now we've got a very successful organization that is, well, still run by the community. You know, it it takes quite a team to uh, operate everything that we do. But... You know, it holds true to, like, you know, keeping the community centered in, the, in what we do in our operations, so. Yeah, the,
2: the, the business runs way beyond the people in this room. Yes, it does. Uh, you, you know, if we could have them all in here, you, you'd see hundreds in here. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's definitely awesome. It's about community. Yeah. And um, uh, Molly, who uh, will be here shortly, she's been in the coffee community for years, Okay. Um, and, uh, she's been in recovery for a long time and, and Kava has a lot to do with that. And sure. Oh,
1: yeah. um, Huge piece of that.
2: Like she, you know, like we strive very deeply to, to try to help people or educate people about the alternative products. Um,
1: so, so curious too. um, see, so you, you mentioned you come up on two years when, when you all first started karma, uh, in this kind of like, I'm curious too, just cause, uh, we're originally from Arizona. And we moved out here to Alabama almost a year ago, but Cava in the Cava scene in Arizona was slowly growing. So I think right now there's probably about eight Cava bars total, but they're starting to grow. Um, when you all started two years ago, what was the actual Cava scene like in Colorado? Was there, was it kind of like Wild West or was there a couple other bars out there or?
2: Um, there was probably three or four or no there were five at the time when we first opened and ever uh, after we opened there's been maybe five or six more that have opened oh wow okay yeah, so it's starting to sort of get more popular
0: there as well
2: yeah definitely um, I think that with covid honestly I think uh, alcohol whether it's alcohol abuse or just a bad lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I think that that just became a coping mechanism for a lot of people and the timing of when we opened and, uh, people started learning about Kava. I think a lot of people are starting to lean on it and, you know,
0: be grateful for it. Yeah. That's awesome. That is the timing with COVID for sure. I think, um, for better or worse is, you know, good timing. Uh, so do you feel like you have, how do you feel like competition has been as far as, um, like the marijuana industry? Cause I know that's yeah. very popular, um, in Arizona, right before we left Arizona, it got legalized in Arizona as well. Um, has that been, do you feel like that's direct competition with you guys or do you guys, you know, do CBD well, at all or are you just strictly Kava?
4: Yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, to be honest with you, I think that um, the fact that marijuana is legal here, it kind of complements the whole kava scene. Um, I don't think so. You know, uh, marijuana and kava, you know, they affect the same receptor in your brain, uh, delta nine, and honestly, a lot of people, including myself, I really think that it goes very well together. Like marijuana and kava really complement each other. You know, as far as the way the industry set up, the the culture, kava culture and marijuana culture kind of you know melt men together. So we really don't compete with each other.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, and as far as other Kava Bars either, we, we don't really much compete with other Kava mm-hmm. Bars.
1: Um, what
4: we're doing is like sort, sort of a, a it's, it's a different kind of vibe, you know. We're more of like in the, the community, trying to help people, and to be honest, most other Kava Bars, at least around here, they, you know, they're, they're capitalistic-centered. They're trying to grow themselves up and spread. Right. Um, and we had the idea when we started to kind of join forces with all the Kava Bars around here. And it sort of worked. I mean, you know, we don't compete with each other. In fact, most Cava Bars will send, you know, people to us.
3: Mm-hmm. They'll be
4: like, yeah, you know what, you'll probably like this place a little bit more. And, we, you know, we did the same thing for them. We're like, why don't you go check out the other other Cava Bars as well? Because we don't want to be in competition.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, it never was the goal, uh, you know. And I think because of that, we've done very well yeah. because of that,
2: you know. Yeah, we, awesome. we, uh, we've, uh, we're, we recently helped uh, some people open a kava bar down in the Springs, Cava, Colorado. Um, you know, we've had a lot of uh, good interactions. We did a Kava crawl last year nice. or the year before uh, with the root and roots and leaves and Cava station um, up in Fort Collins. And that was a lot of fun being able to go to all the different Cava bars and try the different Cava and seeing that there's more options out there, not just the Karma house
0: yeah that's awesome i think
2: that the goal honestly at least for us is really just to spread the word
1: yeah
2: you know as the word travels so will the kava industry
1: yeah definitely and i i I like what you guys are hit on with like community and i think this is something that a lot of people who are into kava uh, don't really know until they actually go to a kava bar or get involved with it but um I would say it's a very, very welcoming community and every car that every Kava bar that we've been in got into, it's very much different than like a you know an alcoholic bar, right? There's no uh, you know, people getting crazy, there's no tension, you know, kava it it, it centers people and I think it kinda of makes you it puts you into like a positive mindset. Um, so that it's no surprise to me that you know you all are getting along with like all of your cob bars and you're able to share that experience. Um, but but going back to like your kava bar specifically, I'm just kind of curious, uh, when it comes to like, uh, the actual kava, do you all do, uh, like Kratom too, or is it strictly kava? What kind of like Uh, drinks do you all provide?
2: We have both. We have kava and kratom. I'd say that our, our business is split down the middle with, with the, between the two. Okay. Um, yeah, we have... Uh, we have some teas. We, we make kratom teas. Uh, we don't really do the powder or anything like that. Um, not not a we toss have and wash. <laughs> and, uh, we use leaf. And for our kava, we stick with traditional kava. Okay. And then we also have some like mocktails and stuff. Um, but ours is more traditional. Um, you know, we stick with the mud water.
3: And yeah.
2: yeah. And. Uh, um, we have a, a brew team uh, that does it all, so we have specific people that are just are devoted to uh, brewing the cava. So there's a lot of consistency and love put into it.
1: So it, making kava and that's uh, we've talked about it before with some people. And yeah, I think those are last last podcasts we're talking about how so much of like cava experience is that. That process of making it, right. and the intent when you start, you know, making it, you know, you're straining it, you're putting all that work in, and we kind of compare it to almost like, you know, if you you're with family and you're cooking food, there's a, there's a lot of work that goes into you know cooking and presenting all that, and it's kind of same with kava. and I think it's cool that there's a lot of like instant kavas out there and you know mocktails and all that kind of stuff, but uh, I think it's very very important to have that traditional aspect with kava and you know kind of pays homage also to like you know where it came from and you know the culture as far as like all the work they put into it the traditional style so that's cool to hear that you guys you know strain yourselves and keep it true
0: (laughs) yeah well i would love to hear more about you know the fact that you guys are a non-profit and you know how did that get started um i know on your website you said that you talk um you try and support um, homelessness in the area, so I'd love to hear just more about what you guys do. You know, as a nonprofit, and what you're um, like directly. You know, how how are you helping the community that way?
3: Yeah,
4: yeah, of course. Um, so currently, we're running a project called Karma Cares. Um, in essence, what that is is that it involves our community and whoever wants to volunteer, and we take donations of physical items. Um, you know, whether it be hygiene, safety. We pass out fentanyl strips, first aid kits, um, you know, socks, blankets, food, water, and we'll go out to like locations that are not normally targeted by people who do this. And we'll literally go out in like a a few teams and we'll go and pass out as much supplies and food and water as we possibly can. Most of the people in parks and and places away from the metro area that, you know, metro area gets a lot of attention here in Denver, but the parks, nobody, you know, no one gets attention there. And the
3: people who are staying in the parks and tents and. You know, most of them are just down on their luck. And with COVID, like, there's
4: so many people who were business owners and, you know, really did run a good life. And then they got knocked off their train. Um, and now they're sleeping in a tent. And, you know, it's hard for them to find, you know, get back into their groove. And not only do we have you know, supplies, but we have a crew ready to, um, you know, take them to the library or use their personal computer and give them whatever the government can offer them, whether it be housing or food stamps or whatever it may be to help them get back on their feet and live the life that they, you know, hope to live. And mm-hmm. don't, don't be wrong, there are some people who do want to be on the streets. So they don't want to be a part of society. Sure, yeah. And we still want to support them and be like, you know, I understand it's hard to get food and water and supplies. And some people will ignore the fact that they need first aid and all these different things, you know. And, um, you know, the fentanyl strips was a big one when we started doing that. Because obviously there's such a crisis right now with fentanyl and people passing mm-hmm. away. i uh, you known a few personally who have... And it's heartbreaking that you know these yeah. people you know, they're down their luck you know they just can't handle reality they want to escape they weren't expecting to die from this stuff but they do um, and that's just one aspect of stuff we do um, we do cleanups you know we do food drives um, we support local organizations um, we've supported people who are going through cancer in the community uh, quite a, a couple of them now
3: yeah
4: um, you know whatever my tragedy may happen um, the karma house's idea from the get-go um, is I wanted to make sure that this was something that is helping people who come here. Um, and not just people who come here, but, you know, something about volunteering as well. You know, when people come in the Karma House, they want to get interested and involved more with what we do, is it kind of helps them. You know, some people, you know, they, they're lacking purpose in their life, you know. Right. Absolutely. Um, and when you volunteer and help somebody else, it kind of fills yourself, you know, fills your inner being with some purpose and, um, <clears throat> you know, it gives you something to live for and, less of an opportunity to be more focused on the things going wrong in your life. And when you can help somebody else, it just feels good. Um, But, you know, pretty much whatever's going on in the climate, if we can help, we will. Um, So it's a lot. We've we've honestly been doing quite a bit of things. Um, That's really cool. But that was uh, a major project that we got going that we do uh, in-house. And as time goes on, we're going to be getting more into doing projects um, that the Karma House is, is sponsoring. It happens here at the Karma House. Uh, but mostly we started off with just, you know, whatever, whoever needs help, we're going to help them. Um, I had the idea of, you know, wh- whatever local organizations are actually doing good and helping, we wanted to support and kind of like join forces and all be like, you know, one big circle of organizations who are helping people.
3: I um, love that. And the
4: coffee bar itself, you know, that's an alcohol-free alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a place where people that can go that don't want to drink anymore, but still want the social aspect of it. And, you know, a kava bar, you're not going to get inebriated. You're not going to do anything that takes away your focus. Kava doesn't take away your focus, nor does kratom. In fact, some may say it heightens it. Yeah. So not only are you not going to get a DUI, but, you know, you could be a little bit more heightened. And we also do our best on educating people about what they're consuming. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's, there is a stigma on kratom. But there's right. also Pradent is sort of like a miracle plant, you know, in another sense. Yeah. As you can say all the bad stuff about it, but the good stuff about it is, you know, it's the cousin of the coffee plant. It gives you energy. It's got a natural SSRI antidepressant in there. And it's also got a pain-relieving alkaloid. So if you really need those things, it's like a one-stop shop that is natural. It comes from a leaf. Um, so some can argue that it's a, it's a miracle plant, you know. It's definitely plant medicine. And Kava, I mean, Kava is non-addictive, It, you know. It's a natural relaxant. It, it calms your mind, your body. Um, it's great for muscle aches, it's great for stress. I mean, there's so many benefits to these plant medicines that we serve. Uh, as long as people understand what they're getting themselves into, I'm, I don't see any moral dilemma in there at all. I think it's a great thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so all around, I mean, pretty much everything we do is to help people. And know uh, Diana's our event manager and you know, we started a, a health and wellness um, campaign I guess you could say, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. honestly going great. You know, we've got a lot of yoga, and Reiki and sound healing, and Passage. massage, and I mean, it's, uh, you know, I mean, I know this is, it's biased, but I, I don't think I've ever been to a Kava bar that really has what we have.
1: No, um, I, I was going to say, I mean, it's, what you are, are, are doing is, is very, very unique. I mean, the, the nonprofit and the volunteering aspect alone, um, I, I believe you—you all you are the only ones I've seen do this, so I think that's really awesome.
4: Yeah, we are the original um, nonprofit Cabo bar.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we
3: made it
4: work. I mean, uh, it was—you uh, know—it it was a little complicated, and you know, thanks to
0: a, a, an amazing team, we actually got everything under control, and it's working out great. Yeah. That's
1: awesome. So I'm curious, uh, like, with your I do, what? So I was going to ask. I'm—I'm I'm kind of curious with like your your customer base. Would you say that like you you have like a core? Um, group that typically, you know, frequents the Kava Bar and that volunteers with y'all or like, is it like, you know, new people coming in like kind of every weekend or like how, how does that look as far as, you know, as you guys grow and grow through what you're doing, you know, is, is the amount of people coming in increasing or do you have like, you know, your, your regulars, like how, how does that look at the Kava Bar with y'all? Um, the growth
2: is so amazing. We can't keep up.
1: That's um, awesome. Yeah, that's so <laughs> good to that's hear.
2: Awesome. The people that come and to the coffee bar, they don't leave. We can't get rid of them. They're there every day. No, they're there every day. And um, you know, if not every day, five times a week. You know, this is really it. It's really become their safe haven. Sure. Whether it's just somewhere to hang out after work or somewhere to go to get that sober nightclub vibe, or you know, just to do one of the events, it, you know, it's all around, there's always something to do, um, and someone to talk to and it a drink.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, um, I did, uh, want to say on the note of the Kratom, um, I, something that bothers me is, uh, the Kratom powders and stuff, you know, they're sold in smoke shops. You see the signs sure. right, right. Kratom, you know? And you have these people that hear about Kratom, like, wanting to get off the of opiates. And they're like, hey, you can go get do this and try this and go to the smoke shop. You buy it. There's no instructions. There's no education. Yeah. There's no dosage. It's all not for human consumption or wherever you buy it. it it's just there's not a lot of education that comes with it. I've had so many people come in to Karma House for the first time and uh as soon as I see something about Kratom, they're like, oh, yeah, I got it when I was trying to get off opiates, and I took a spoonful, and it made me sick, and yeah. I'm scared to try it again, you know, just, uh, I think that it's very important that stores, let alone kava bars, are educating the community on Kratom, especially because, you know, it can be as addictive as coffee, you know, exactly, it has food to dependence yeah. too, if you don't treat it right, you know, it can it can be addictive.
1: Um, One thing with that, too, where I think people run into the the problems with Kratom is, kind of going back to what you're saying, like where it's sold, a lot of times, like you'll see like the extracts sold, and people the first time they try Kratom, they'll do the extracts, they won't do the tea, so they're they're immediately doing the extract, which is like a, a whole different experience, and they'll either, you know, have a bad experience, they'll throw up, or they'll become accustomed to what the extract does. So bring them back down to a T, it doesn't hit the same. And people are always chasing that, kind of chasing that dragon with it. Whereas I think what you're doing is the correct way is, again, bring someone in, you know, actually give them the education piece on it. Like, okay, this this is the plant, this is what it does. These are what the alkaloids do. This is typically how you consume it, the amount you consume. Because it's a shame to see, especially with Kratom, I mean, I know for for instance, like here in Alabama, it's illegal, Yeah. but two yeah. hours south of us to, you know, you go down to Florida and it's illegal and there's still legislation going on right now. That's still trying to attack Kratom and it, it comes down to, an un, it's like an uneducation piece. And I, I feel the same way, even like with marijuana, like why is yeah. it not fairly legal yet? It's, it's an education thing, you know, there's people who've never consumed it and they have a preconceived notion about what it does. But they've never even used it before. It's the same with Kratom. People they hear these like scary stories, um, you know, about someone who used an extract or took way too much. It's like, well, yeah, if you if you drink a gram of uh, of caffeine you're going to have a bad experience. You know, if you have a cup of coffee, (laughs) it'll be okay.
0: And I think it's good, like you said, to educate people because there, there can be harmful side effects of, you know, Kratom. So it is important to, like you said, educate people so that they understand, you know, it's not harmless, but if you take it appropriately and proper dosages, then it is so beneficial and such a better alternative. Um, so I do, I love that, and I think that's so important, um, just with everything, I feel like it's so frustrating when people in society just assume they know something, and they don't, and then, um, yeah, they live off that. So I love that. Do you feel like people come in, like, hungry for that information, and like, they really want to be educated on it? Uh, There
4: are a few. Uh, Not everybody does. Most people just, you know, will go with what everybody else says or does. Okay. I'm being honest, but there are some, you know... People who come in with a conscious understanding of, "Hey, I want to, I want to know what I'm getting myself into,"
0: Okay. Yeah.
4: which, in my opinion, is the right way to cope. about Yeah. Things, you know? Before you consume something, you should probably know what it is.
0: Absolutely. But
4: you know, not everyone's going to be like that. Some people are just going in there to relieve stress, and they could care less what it is. That <laughs> yeah. <doesn't. laughs> um, but, which you know, and and better off that we're serving, you know, what we're serving instead of alcohol or you know whatever
3: else some people serve. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's great that this
4: seems to be happening. Um, alcohol is becoming less of a trend and more alternatives Mm -hmm. are becoming more available. Yeah. Um, I see this being a a huge win for not only our country, but for the world. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think alcohol has been poisoning a lot of people for a long time.
0: Absolutely. that doesn't mean I hate
4: alcohol. I think alcohol has its place as well, but you know, in our society, you know, consumerism is running rampant. And, um, you know, people overconsume everything. It's just, you know, not everybody does this, but it seems to be a thing. Uh, and I think with the education and people at least, at least if they have the opportunity to know what's going on, you know, they can make a conscious choice. If they still want to overindulge, that's, that's on them.
3: Yeah. You know, and
4: I think that should be their right. You know, people should have the right to do whatever they want. Um, is but, it? you know, my viewpoint on that, on substances, is that, you know, I think, and personally, I think everything should be legal. And I think that education should be available for everyone. And I think that, you know, um, if somebody does go too far, they shouldn't be shamed for it. They should be helped.
0: Right, um,
4: I Absolutely. think that would solve a lot of our issues in this nation and this world if we stop damning people for, you know, trying substances. Um, life can be difficult, you know. It can be stressful. It can be hard. And some people want an escape. Um, and offering an escape that's not, you know, dangerous, is, I think it's a very big deal. Yeah. Um, and educating about that as well. Because, yeah, if you overindulge on Kratom, you can get addicted
3: to it. Um, yeah. Is it the worst addiction in the world? No. Um, you know, I've,
4: I've been addicted to Kratom. Um, you know, I was on opiates for eight years for spinal injuries and got off the opiates. And then Kratom really helped my spine. It helped my back. It was a beautiful pain reliever. Um, and it came a point where I was like, all right, I think I've had enough of this. And I got off of it. And, you know, it did have withdrawal symptoms, and they weren't comfortable. Uh, But after, like, a week or two, it was like, oh, you know, it seemed like it was hard, and then it was like,
3: that wasn't so bad.
0: And it's not exactly Um, the same as caffeine, but people are addicted to caffeine, too, and you stop that cold turkey, you're going to have withdrawals also.
1: (laughs) Right.
2: A lot of people just aren't able to see that perspective. Right. It's frustrating. Um, uh, I... I think that the education is, is super important with all of that. And to answer the question, yeah. I see someone asked if it was okay after surgery. Um, always ask your doctor, you know, when you're uh, putting something in your body that's new to you. Um, but I will say, uh, Kava it can interfere with uh, medications like antibiotics, so I wouldn't do Kava afterwards. Mm. Um, but I, I personally haven't heard of any contradiction with surgery with Kratom.
0: Yeah. So... Sorry, I'm i mean. <laughs> I
2: would definitely uh, recommend it and ask your doctor if that's okay for him to use. Yeah, yeah and it's- and From it's...
4: personal experience, it was amazing with pain. Yes. Uh, quite honestly, I think it was more effective than the opiates was. Uh, over time, opiates seemed to not work. Cranum never really had that effect. Um, it, it always worked for me.
0: That is, that is nice out, you know, to hear. I was an
4: X-Fact shooter or whatever else, but, you know, um, I it, it did help my pain levels. I mean, honestly, I didn't feel like I was on something, and I felt like energy, like I was on
1: caffeine or something, and I just didn't feel my pain. You know, yeah, especially, uh, I guess, too. like on the... As, as far as, like, strains, like, what do, you, what do you all prefer? Like, white, green, or do you like reds for the evening? Or? Well,
4: because of my pain, I was a fan of the red. Yeah. I like the red and the green. The white was too speedy for me. Yeah. Uh, uh, although, you know, like, yeah, it depends. So there's, there's white strains out there that are slow, that are more, you know, um, on the slower kind of sedative, sedative, sedative feeling. And there are reds that are fast. Um, something I've learned, you know, being a part of a bar. Um, is that there's a lot more strains of kratom than I never did. Um, yeah, there's more than I. Just, a lot you know, I probably have a book full of them. Because uh, I, I, think they keep going, You know, the more they grow them, the more strains they get. They displace just like marijuana. They keep coming with new strains. Yeah, I believe that's true. Uh, don't quote me on that, but it seems to be my experience.
0: That was, that was interesting that you said um, when you took it after you know with your spinal injury that. You didn't get sort of like when you are taking opioids, you get used to it and you need a higher dose and a higher dose because you yeah. build up that tolerance. Um, so, you didn't uh, notice that when you were mm. using it?
3: I,
4: I do feel like I gained a tolerance to the crowd of effect, but as far as the pain goes, it didn't, you know, um, it always numbed my pain. Okay, uh, that's awesome. good to hear. Really that's awesome. Numb, cause I didn't feel like it was numbing me. Yeah. I just felt like the pain was gone. It was okay. very interesting, and I really appreciated that because I didn't feel like I was inebriated.
0: Yeah, uh, I yeah. that's function, awesome. function
4: perfectly normal. Um, I
1: probably drove better. Uh, <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> more more alert yeah.
4: kind of makes you alert.
1: Um, well, also when when you're not in pain, I mean you can actually yeah. uh, enjoy life. Right, I can
4: focus you know. and think. And you know, I I I think I stopped taking it about a month and a half ago. And you know, pain's pretty scarce now. I just as long as I exercise and eat healthy and stuff like that, the pain's fine. Yeah. Um, but you know. It was just something I wanted to do for myself to make sure that I didn't, you know, attract an addiction.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you
4: know, we do pride ourselves on, you know, being like a, a sober type environment. Um, alcohol free is the best way to put it. Um, because sober is definitely up to the eye of the beholder, you know. Sure, um, yeah. Some people will say sober is on nothing. Some people would, you know, say, hey, you can have this and that and I'm still sober. Like I'm not drinking alcohol. So it's really up to the person. Um, you know, as far as we don't want to actually offend anybody, even though it's going to happen anyway, (laughs) yeah, Uh, you know, so it's like, you know, my definition of sober is, you know, doing something that doesn't harm you,
3: yeah, you know, if
4: it's something that's helping you, I don't think you're, you know, off the wagon or
1: however they say it, you know. And I always tell people too, like, with Kava, I mean, yeah, like, you can get pretty, pretty muddy, like, you can get pretty caulified, you know, and but you're. How I explain it is like you're never so outside like your mind. Like with alcohol, people get black out. And the next day, they have no recollection of what they did or what they said. Uh, with, you know, if it was, uh, you know, damaging your relationship or even as bad as going out and having a DUI and getting an accident, right? It, it causes harm. Whereas Cava, I mean, yeah, if you drink a lot of it, you know, you might be a little wobbly. A locked. Yeah, you might be a little cash locked. <laughs> but like you're not going to lose your mindset and you're not going to, you know, forget like that, that time you're having, you can actually remember like, oh, cool. I actually had a good time with my friends last night. We had this awesome conversation. I'm waking up the next day. I'm not hung over. I can go do, what I want to, I can go wake up at six, go to the gym and I can actually en- enjoy mm-hmm. something and not have those bad effects of alcohol. And kind of like, uh, Nick, kind of like what you're saying too, like I- I'm not like anti-alcohol. Uh, it's been around for Thousands of years, I don't think it's going to go anywhere, but, like, I, I do believe, kind of like what you're saying, I think it's pressed too much to society. We were actually talking about this last night with some friends. It used to be something with alcohol. People would, you know, maybe use it once a week to celebrate, and now it's become something, you know, it's Thirsty Thursdays, then Friday through Sunday, and then, you know, there's something during the week, then they celebrate with alcohol, and I, you know, put my tinfoil hat on, but I feel like it's, it's pressed so much to society to like suppress human potential, because alcohol is a poison, and just like any of these prescription drugs that are pushed out to people, it, it I feel like it limits human potential. Whereas plants and plant medicines, I feel like kind of expand your potential that you have.
4: I couldn't agree with you more. I um, alcohol sort of produces the. Um limited consciousness, you know, which is desired if you're, if you want to control a mass population, you don't want them to be thinking freely because yep. then they're going to go Exactly. Out um, you run, if you're run same. thinking a little bit, then they're a lot easier to control. Exactly. I, I forget the uh, the term of the consciousness that, um, <clears throat> but it's like, you know, it, it creates a population of worker bees. Okay. You know, yeah. you go and you work hard and you party hard and you keep it going. <clears throat> yeah. I think with plant medicines, it kind of like, You know, common credum, yes, I think they support this, you know, um, but plant medicines sort of give you a new perspective on things and helps you look at what's happening through a different perspective, a different angle, um, which could have you question what you're doing. And if what you're doing is not serving you, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Um, Now, does that support a a governance? Probably not, Um, depending on how, you know, moral they are, but, you know.
1: I'm not going to get into that right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think we're on the same wavelength, yeah, no, man. Yeah, we totally I mean. agree. <laughs> yeah, I completely feel
4: what you're saying, and I 100% agree.
0: <laughs> so the, going back to the, um, you can read that if you want, um, going back to the 501C, is that kind of how you got the name for um, um, karma? Like, you know, giving back and, like, sort of that, that karma, the name of the bar? Well, yeah.
4: Um, so I had been... Um, diving into eastern philosophy um, a few years before i even started this and i always appreciated the idea of karma you know and karma on the baseline is cause and effect you know you do something something happens in equal um effect so to speak equal energy um you get deeper you know uh, hindus believe that you know karma is what you do in this life can get transferred over to the next life if you believe in you know um reincarnation and stuff like that I loosely believe, and I definitely believe that it's possible, but, you know, how can you know until it happens, you know? Uh, I do believe it, but then again, you know, um, and I've always had this philosophy, at least of late, um, that, you know, if you do something, then something of equal matter will come back to you. Um, if you do something to harm somebody, something's going to harm you. And I can get in deeper about this, but it's it's something that I keep true inside of myself. You know, if you put out the energy to help the world, help other people, help yourself, whatever it is, if it's good, that energy usually comes back and comes back to you. Um, and, you know, I've observed this in my life and I, you know, it's, it's something that I know to be true. You know, it's, it's my truth doesn't mean it's everyone's truth, For sure. um, but I do believe in the universal law of karma and
3: I think it's a good way to base one's life. And <clears throat> if you can take
4: an amplified idea. Um, like I believe that, you know, you put the name karma on something, the energy, it grows and it becomes very present in that environment. And I've, I've seen it happen. Um, I've seen people who would come around and, you know, they're clearly not up to the best things. And, you know, I sit back and watch cause I'm not one for interjecting what people do. It's their business. Um, but I will sit back and observe and I observe, you know, them do something. And I see the, the reaction. I see karma in action. I see it come back and happen and um i'm definitely not one to mess with that law um you know i respect it and you know as far as the name goes it's just it it was true to the hearts of all the founders it just made sense you know um for what we were doing it fit we're like we're gonna give back to the world and, and do whatever we can to
0: help people And I mean it's working, you know. And and here's Molly. Hi. Hi,
2: (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I I love that.
0: Amazing person.
2: Covering Covering the bar. Mm. Yes. Never. Yeah.
0: Well, welcome. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, Molly, we'd love to to hear from you.
3: Thanks. Yeah, I'm Molly. I'm the bar manager and the director
0: treasurer. (laughs) I always figure that out. That's so weird. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. So they said you were into kava like way before, you know, Karma Kava. So about how long have you been, you know, on this journey through kava?
3: Yeah, I actually was involved with a a lot of the kava bars in Florida as they first started. Um, Bula was one of my first kava bars. It's got to be close to 10 years now. It's been a minute for sure.
0: Okay, 10 yeah,
1: years, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that a while then. So what, Yeah, it's been a while. What, what brought you out to Colorado then? Uh,
3: friends brought me out to Colorado, um, but Colorado made me stay in Colorado. <laughs> it's gorgeous out here. There's so it, much to do. It is beautiful. I fell like in love with the outside stuff. So. Very yeah, cool. I here.
1: <laughs> so I, I'm kind of curious too. I kind of want to go back to, and I, I guess Deanna, this is maybe with you more too, with the events that you all do. Can you just give us an idea of like, I mean, so we just hit the new year, I mean, it's almost February. What what does like spring look like for Karma?
2: Hmm. Well, we don't have a single day where there's not an event.
1: Oh, so you guys are busy then?
2: Yeah. (laughs) There's (laughs) always something, whether it's open mic, bingo, yoga, self care Sunday, DJs, live music, uh, Trivia, support groups, um, recovery groups, workshops, wellness. Am I missed anything? Wow, I think pretty much. Pool tournament.
0: Year. That's awesome.
2: Um, That's awesome. We just did a clothing swap yesterday, and uh, all the people that bring the clothes, uh, everything left over, we donate um, to the action center, which is a local place here that is amazing, <laughs>
3: um,
2: and then. So we do try to do that quarterly and then come spring, we'll probably, uh, do uh, like, you know, community art sale and uh, Kavale- <laughs> and, uh, more, uh, stuff that we can do outside. Um, over the summer, we went and participated in, uh, quite a few, uh, events like festivals. We went to Westward music showcase, um, Westward feast, uh, the Good Vibes
1: Radio, radio Festival. It Fest. was
2: yeah. oh, a lot awesome. of fun. Um, we definitely learned some things. <laughs> um, you know, one thing that, that we struggled with at these events was uh, drunk people.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, uh, but we've, we've come with a solution. Um, at, you know, when we go to the events, we're not just going to come with kava. We're going to come with an alternative beverage, maybe CBD, because kava and alcohol... Shouldn't mix. Yeah, and yeah. If you care yeah. about people and right. your business. You will not sell cava right to someone who has been drinking.
1: So, uh, I, so I'm, it, curious.
2: It's
1: been fun. I'm curious. I'm curious because you mentioned um, some of the events y'all put on are you know recovery. Uh, would you say like a, a decent amount of your customers to come in or people that you associate okay. with um, come to cava or Crayon come coming off of a, a recovery and have you know found you all, or maybe another cover bar, or just cover cream? Just in in general, how much of that do you like see over, people coming from? Over, oh yeah, 50%. over half. Yeah, at really? least yeah. half, probably more. Yeah, yeah it's wow. probably
3: like a quarter of them are probably on probation.
1: currently. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah. Well,
3: I mean, and, I, and a lot of
2: people too, like they find us by accident,
0: that and
2: then too. they just stop drinking.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know,
2: whether they had a drinking problem or not, like, it's, it, you know, that's, when I found Kava. that's how it was for me.
0: Okay. I, I, was,
2: uh, I was out at a bar one night, and the bars closed at two, and there was a Kava bar that stayed open till four, you know, profited off the drunks.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but, uh, so I went over there, and I, you know, learned about it, and I went back sober and a couple of days later, and uh, I don't think I drank. At all, went out drinking at all, not till I left Florida and didn't have a Kava bar. Um, okay. But uh, the desire just went away. The yeah. conversations you have with people at a Kava bar are so more meaningful. You remember them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you, your judgment isn't impaired. You mean what you say. You don't have to regret your words later mm-hmm. or your actions. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, I love that, and I think it's um, a lot of times when people are drunk, um, and again, I'm not against alcohol, but it, it changes who you are, it changes, you know, you might talk to someone sober, and then you talk to them drunk, and they're a totally different person, and they say different things, and so what the way you worded that is perfect, um, you make sense, and you are yourself, and so it's awesome to have a, that meaningful conversation while still having, you know, that social lubricant, and enjoying your time, so I love that. Well, I would love for you guys to um, let the audience know where they can find you guys, you know, on social media, you know, in person and just um, let them know how they can get in touch if they want to help out. And yeah,
2: Um, we have uh, where our Facebook is going to be our main platform for events, um, staying tuned on any updates, Um, also Instagram and then our website as well, which is the um, we are located in Lakewood, Colorado, off of Sixth and Garrison, um, at uh, 608 Garrison, in a little plaza there. And uh, your first time in, you get a
1: free show. Oh, oh nice! nice. <laughs> and then, kind of, kind of last question for y'all, but um, kind of, kind of hit on a little bit. At least, like in Colorado, you guys see the the Kava scene expanding. But kind of going back to, you, you know, you just here like in, in the U.S., like where do, you, where do you all see Kava going? And like do you see any like certain trends with kava?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think sober is becoming cool. It's not cool to be all wasted and stuff anymore. So I, I personally think kava is going to explode. I think there's going to be bars. At least I hope <laughs> there's going to be bars everywhere.
1: No, I, I
3: agree. have to go for that over alcohol per se.
2: I think kava is going to go
3: viral. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it already kind of is. You
1: know, it's getting there. It's yeah, blowing up. I, well, I I think just uh, um, looking on the map right now, uh, there's a few places that you know that show like all the the bars in you know in the U.S. and it's cool seeing how it's growing. And in fact, I I saw uh, I saw one Kava bar um, being started. It's like up in like Wyoming, somewhere like in the middle of like, nowhere. And I'm like, if there's a kava bar out in the middle of nowhere in Wyoming, like I'm sure. Every state, probably every city, is gonna start having a kava bar now. Yeah. And uh, it, you know, to me personally, and again, like I'm not, I'm not hating on alcohol, but I think it would, it would bless so many people, and I think it would just solve a lot of problems if people started going more towards, again, a sober lifestyle, and, and again, sober by means of you know using kava, um, Kratom, or you know, even use like marijuana as opposed to you know, hard drugs or from alcohol, and I think it could do um, us a lot better. Yep, I agree. All yep, right.
2: um, uh, my, uh I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Made in Denver brows. Um, hey, if you ever want to come do eyebrows on Self care Sunday,
3: <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs>
0: Well, That's great. well, thank you guys so much for joining us. This has been a pleasure to talk to you guys We're very thankful to be able to um, help spread the word of your amazing bar um, So we really wish you all the best and we are excited to follow and even though we won't be there If we're ever in Colorado in the area, we would love to, to come visit yes. um, and we oh, wish yeah, you so Yeah, <laughs> absolutely So if you guys have any other last words to say before um, we sign off
3: now's your chance much love yeah and yeah thanks too. for thinking thanks of us and having us on we really yeah. appreciate it yeah that was yeah, fun. I love what you're doing by the way yeah, yeah I was spreading the word as I was bartending today so you had oh awesome, awesome.
1: You thank, thank you for <laughs> yeah for for us like it was just something like um again we we drink kava we don't drink alcohol and you know mm-hmm. something you know that we enjoy doing it was just like in the evenings we just sit around drink kava and just kind of like talk about like B S sure. and we saw have kind of fun, like, hey, yeah, man, we, like... we
0: BS in our kitchen, so we figured we might as well put it on yeah, tape. Yeah, <laughs> put, put on a podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you have kava right now? What would you say? Do you have kava right now? Not right now. We typically do it um, around, eat, like, like five. five or so. Um like for, for, like, bed to, like, wind down for our kids' bedtime to to make it through. We call it the witching hour, so... <laughs> <laughs>
1: kava would help with that. Yep.
0: Yeah. Great.
1: <laughs> Yes. Asked, um, all right.
0: is, yes. yes, of course. Well, thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it, and we hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you this all for great. tuning in as well. We really appreciate you um, supporting us, and we hope you enjoyed the information. Yes. All right. Guys. All right. <laughs> Bye. You. See you guys. Nice.